This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of our Practicing XP podcast. This is episode number 11, I think. And yeah. uh, we're going to talk about test automation today. Yeah, we, we are, uh, by the way, we are recording this episode from Chicago. Uh, we both work in our, in Pune. And for this week, we are in Chicago. So, uh, talking to you from Chicago. Hi. Uh, yeah, the, the weather is really nice here. Uh, we had a very long walk uh, yesterday around Millennium Park. Uh, if you've been there, it's beautiful, and uh, yeah, the weather is holding up this week, so it's going to be fun. Right. Oh. So we are talking about uh, another anti-pattern in in the last episode. We were talking about how not focusing on engineering practices and not focusing on clean code could could mean a big um, uh, could mean a big problem for your team. Uh, today we are talking about test automation and how when that's not done right uh, it washes away a lot of the benefits that you uh, you're supposed to get with it right uh, so what is test automation done right what is test automation first of all yeah so test automation uh, you know what i've seen happen or share quite a bit with teams is they they get started with the idea of test automation via exposure to a tool like uh, to to a web testing tool you know a tool like selenium or water or sahi or any of these front end web application testing tools um and you know we should be uh, blamed for it in in some part uh, you know at, at thoughtworks we've 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 been uh, sort of p- participating in in building a lot of these tools which is great but often uh, because uh, these web automation tools are uh, are quite popular quite famous people start their test automation journey from there uh, right and there are there are other tools in the market that help as well uh, there's a lot of tools i think uh, especially when selenium started about 10 years back uh, there were a lot of tools uh, that depended on record and playback and someone thought that it would be a great idea that uh, you could just record a bunch of steps and then replay them and and that would be your test Uh, and in theory that sounds fantastic uh, but in practice there are a lot of issues uh, with uh, with record and playback in general but also uh, with just ui based tests yeah and and so while a lot of the modern testing tools have figured out uh, you know have have taken a dif- different approach rather than record and playback now you sort of use uh, re- you refer to widgets and ask them to do actions and 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 you know the patterns around them are quite solid uh, but it doesn't uh, you know invalidate the fact that primarily what it is doing is testing your your front end testing you know the app via via just the front end interface and that's where the problem is because often what i see is uh, teams end up with lots and lots of tests at that level uh, of of the front end uh, ta- application testing itself and and creates a bunch of issues yeah uh, so ui tests uh, as we know are are super slow 
and if you have a if you have a lot of UI tests in your automation suite, uh, you will easily recognize this problem uh, that the UI tests are slow because they they have to uh, they have to wait for the application to respond for the test to take another action, and so you end up with a lot of wait statements in the UI test um, to just wait for the application to really you know, do its thing, and uh, they are also very brittle because uh, especially if you're doing agile development right then you are changing your ui the entire time you're adding more features you're adding uh, different widgets different components to you're your page yeah, yeah even in the same feature you're iterating over it so so it's looking different every week as it's getting more and more sophisticated right and so your ui test that you wrote uh, for the last story doesn't hold true anymore and you have to change that test uh, and uh, and that's a lot of maintenance uh, to to change the UI test as well. So it takes a lot of effort to uh, to maintain this suite, yeah. which keeps breaking all the time, and not for the right reasons. Not because there's a defect, but because uh, the page has genuinely changed, and and just testing it through UI is not useful. Yeah, and and we're talking about uh, you know web applications, but the same thing applies to let's say mobile applications as well. I mean the same. Uh, you know, analogy holds there that if you are primarily using your front end to drive, uh, you know, to and and driving the front end to test the application, you're most likely spending too much time writing them, writing the tests, and then maintaining the tests uh, and checking for whether it failed for the right reason and getting frustrated <coughs> that it often fails for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and so if you if you do that a lot, if you if you end up with a lot of UI tests. Uh, and then you have uh, a few integration tests and uh, an even smaller number of unit tests that you depend on for uh, making sure that your application is doing the right thing. Uh, then you end up with what we call as the ice cream cone model, right? So imagine an ice cream cone uh, where you have a lot of manual testing on top, which is the which is the ice cream, and then the cone. Uh, uh, you can imagine the upper part of the cone being the UI test, uh, which is bigger than the lower part of the cone. Uh, which would be your unit test, um, and we'll draw a picture of this in, and post a link uh, on the on the blog, so you'll get to see what we mean by that. But uh, but yeah, it's basically a lot of manual tests, then a lot of UI tests which are automated, and then a fewer number of integration and unit tests, um, and that creates this test suite which is slow, which is brittle. Uh, the, you have to put in a lot of effort to maintain it. Uh, and it doesn't really provide as much benefit. Yeah, it doesn't give you. <coughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't give you fast feedback. You know, most importantly, it doesn't give you fast feedback. Uh, so, so, so anyway, I, I think you know most teams sort of reach to this point and then start getting, start feeling like something's wrong. Uh, hopefully, and that they need to find a better solution. And uh, in my opinion, a better solution is to really start focusing on uh, on unit testing and use that as the primary mechanism in which uh, uh, different types of business rules and edge cases and you know uh, variations of, of rules etc variations of data etc is primarily tested at that at that unit level where you can use mock objects where you can isolate you know different functionality from each other and and test that in its thoroughness but also, uh, you know, make make them fast, make them small enough so that people can understand what e what each test is doing, and when one of the tests fails, 
typically fails only for one reason. So there are several benefits of of uh, you know uh, focusing on unit tests. So what you would ideally want is a pyramid structure where the base of the pyramid, the lower part of the pyramid, is all unit tests. So there are lots and lots of them, and you'd still get benefit from doing user interface testing uh, or front end testing, but that should only be limited to absolute bare bones, uh, you know, uh, sanity uh, level testing. So you want to take like the top 10 scenarios that are the most important, most uh, used scenarios in the application and then automate them in its most basic forms, not, not including all the variations. Right. Uh, and, and if you find that you're not able to do that, then uh, it might be that you have trouble with the architecture of your application uh, as well, right? So it probably means that you've put in a lot of logic in the UI, which is why you have to test all of that logic through the UI. Uh, whereas if your logic was all in, in your models and in the services that you expose to the UI, uh, then you could test the models and the services in, in your unit and integration tests. And that way, your UI is just a way to consume your business logic, uh, but doesn't really have uh, any business logic in itself. Uh, and, and that would mean that you can use, uh, like Chirag was saying, only a bare bones uh, suite to test the UI, uh, which would do some sanity testing around multiple flows. Uh, whereas most of your testing will happen on the, on the unit tests and the integration test front. Yeah, the general sort of idea here is that you would write the test as close to where the code is written, right? So if, if your code is in the models, then your test should be also at the model level. If your code is in the services, I mean, you know, logic, some logic is in the services, then that logic should be tested at the services level. And there will be some places where you have logic in the UI, uh, so that you should test at the, at the UI level. Uh, but take, for example, you have some JavaScript widget that is doing some, some interesting uh, you know, behavior based on based on different sort of things in the um, that, that are happening on the page. Then the right level to test it is actually JavaScript. So you write some JavaScript test that tests that you widget particularly, and you don't still write an end-to-end -end, uh, uh, user interface level test that tests everything and goes to the database and and you know lo loads the whole thing back. So right. try and keep the tests as close to where the code is written. And like I said, you know, end-to-end -end tests are still valuable, but they should only be a small number of them, the most important scenarios. So if you do that right, uh, then the benefits of that system would be uh, that you get faster feedback. So one of the basic reasons why you would have automation is to get uh, fast feedback on whether you've broken something or not. And uh, your unit test can typically run within seconds, uh, you know, minutes at the most. Uh, whereas if you have a heavy UI test suite, uh, I've heard of teams running their UI tests overnight. Uh, so, this, so they run for several hours, which means that you can't really check if you've gone wrong with every check-in. Uh, and if you're doing it right, you are you're probably checking in 10 times a day. And you need to be able to run tests and make sure that you've not broken anything 10 times a day every time you check in. Uh, and so the unit tests would help with that, uh, unit tests and integration tests. And then you would have a small number of UI tests to just provide uh, a sanity test uh, from the user's point of view. Right. Uh, now, there are reasons where where it would make sense to start with, uh, with UI tests. So uh, we were just talking about this earlier that uh, let's say you are 
let's say you've inherited an application some some other team before you in an organization had built an app uh, and now that app needs to undergo some some major changes and so you know so at this stage while everybody in the new team is still unaware of the of the existing code base and the architecture etc and you sort of starting your journey to beginning to to begin understanding what it does at that time the right thing would be in many cases to start with some front end tests that uh, uh, that help you understand what the system is doing and encode that understanding in tests so that you know any small change that you make you still get feedback that at a high level nothing's broken so so in that sense you know you you beginning you by writing a lot more front end and end to end tests uh, and and less unit tests but then yeah as you understand the application more so if you if you inherit an application you understand it from the user standpoint but you don't understand it from the code standpoint and that is why you would end up with a lot of ui tests which test the application from the user standpoint but then as you start understanding the code you move the tests to lower levels uh, so that you end up with a pyramid structure like you would if you were writing a new application and so so that is the that is the approach that you would use if you wanted to uh, either refactor an old system that does not have any test coverage or add more functionality to it or replace it you know. so so that is one pattern or one area where it might actually be useful to start with ui and then gradually move towards the right pyramid structure yeah but uh, you have to be conscious about that uh, right. otherwise you could you'd you'd end up uh, you know carrying that weight that made sense for you in the first month for the rest of the year of development that you're doing just because somebody wrote those tests in the first month doesn't mean that they are still valuable yeah. in the 10th month of development for yeah, example yeah absolutely cool that's all we had to talk about uh, test automation um, this is another of the short episodes so we're still uh, uh, still sort of experimenting with the format a little bit uh, so we'll see how this goes all right bye 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 thanks for listening in